this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our guests are Laurie Schwartz and Linda Coray. And we're going to be talking about the Death Cafe. And what exactly does that mean? Because that's a very intriguing um, intro there. It's not what you think, by the way. So welcome to the show, Lori and Linda. Good morning, Lori Schwartz. Good morning to both of you. And good morning, Linda Coray. Good morning. Glad to be here. All right. So the Death Cafe is not an old Boris Karloff uh, horror picture. It's something very good and very positive. Right. Tell us what it is. Well, actually, we had one last night, and Linda presented, so she's going to talk about that for a second. But I'm going to give you a little history of the Death Cafe. Okay, go for it. It started in Europe, and it's an international movement that Circle of Friends for the Dying, which is the sponsoring organization of the Death Cafe in the Hudson Valley, uh, started the Death Cafes four years ago. And what it is, is it's a group of people sitting around at a table, kind of like exactly what we're doing here, except... We give them coffee and tea, and you don't give us anything, but that's okay. It's because we're not allowed in the studio. Jay won't let us. Boo-hoo. I want a cup of coffee. Anyway, Linda, we have coffee and tea, and we have cookies, and people come from all over. We've had either seven people or 70 people at various death cafes over the four years, and people sit around and talk about anything related to dying, death, grief, bereavement, mourning, fears, anxiety something positive that happens, some questions that they have around these issues. So it's a support organization? It's or? not a support group, no. no. Okay. It's a conversation. Conversation. Okay, well, we wanted to clarify that because there is a difference. Yes. And you know, um, uh, Linda Carey, it's interesting that you have this going because it's a, it's a conversation nobody wants to have, even though it's inevitable for all of us. You know, I mean, I'm sure... We all have had, uh, you know, family situations where, you know, uh, an elderly relative has to start making plans about uh, estate planning or, you know, what do you want for your funeral? Who do you want to speak at the funeral? And they avoid it. Well, you know, when the time comes, you'll know. And everyone is stuck with that. So, Linda, what kind of things do you discuss at the Death Cafe? One thing I have to say is that talking about death won't kill you. (laughs) But the anxiety... There you go. That should be your tagline. The anxiety about the... Unknown. The unknown, the yeah. elephant in the room that's not being discussed is a real problem in mm-hmm. family relationships and especially at end of life. I have a few statistics I'd like to share. One of them Please. is sure. 2030, 20% of the U.S. population is going to be 65 plus years. And most have chronic illnesses one to three years before that death. Most people would like to think that they have everything under control. They rely on their family and friends to take care of them. But if they don't know, if the family and friends don't know what they'd really like, it creates a tremendous amount of struggle for the family, for the physicians who are trying to care for them, for the community that's involved. And so we really advocate for letting people know what your wishes are and asking the what if questions. So at the Death Cafe, it's almost an opportunity to hear so many different stories about how people have experienced dying and death, what they might think about it. And you gather information so that you can create your 
your own questions. What if, for yourself, what if you were diagnosed with a terminal illness and the chances of your recovery are not acceptable for your quality of life? What is acceptable to you? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those things come up. So it's really valuable. So Lori Schwartz, uh, during the conversations in Death Cafe, do you also bring in guest speakers for some practical uh, advice, such as estate planning from a lawyer or do not resuscitate uh, documents, DNA, things like that? What does like that, that mean? Yeah. Well, for the past three years, we just had a straight-out death cafe, which is the conversations that we just spoke about. But after doing it so long and listening to the participants, we realized that they want more than that. And we found a lot of people kept coming and coming and coming, which is wonderful. We welcomed them. But they wanted more concrete information. So we started doing uh, that by having guest speakers. I started the ball rolling by uh, talking about compassion fatigue, which is something that happens to many people who are in the service industry, nurses, doctors doctors, pet care workers, uh, when they just don't know how to talk about their boundaries. They just allow the person to, you know, say what they say, and then the helper sucks it in almost like smoke. Like when you Mm, inhale mm -hmm, smoke, you mm -hmm. inhale their problems, and they become your problems, and you take them home with you because people don't know their boundaries, their limits, and, and about detachment. So... In November, November 16th, we had someone come and talk about the legal aspects of dying, which will also cover advanced directives. Uh, Now, you said something interesting before about advanced directives. You said uh, advanced directives for the elderly or our parents. It's not just that, Mm. is it? It's for all of us, because uh, as we know... At any moment, Mm -hmm. any one of us can die. I actually had a heart attack in 2007. Was I prepared for that? Not really, but it happened. And these things happen to us just like that in a second our life changes. So advanced directives are extremely important, letting people know what we want, what we don't want. Um, We're also going to have someone talk about grief around the holidays. That's Mm -hmm. in December. Which, which is upon us now. So, and that tends to be a big, difficult time of year for people who have suffered loss. And it, and it doesn't have to be recent loss. You know, we, I think we've all seen that with friends and relatives that people grieve during those types of years that, it, that had traditionally been coming together and all that. They really feel the loss of certain people. Um, I wanted to ask a question. When you say at these meetings and we gather, where do you meet? How, how is that? What is the structure of it? And where are you? We are in Ulster and Dutchess counties. Okay. And we meet anywhere anyone welcomes us. We've met at a number of libraries. We've okay. met at a number of churches and synagogues, houses of worship. We've met at restaurants, which we love because they bring the goodies and the coffee right, and the tea. Right. So would would if someone wanted to track you down, um, is it on a website somewhere where your next destination will be? Yes. How does we it have work? a few ways people can get in touch with us. We have our website, which is circleoffriendsforthedying.org. As if it was one big word, Lori. As if it's one big word. Right. Or you could do CFD. Org. That's the shortcut. We have two Facebook pages. One is CFD Death Cafe, which will list our death cafes. And the other is Circle of Friends for the Dying on Facebook. And both of those Facebook pages have many articles which cover every aspect of dying and oh, death. Very good. So, so what, the, got, what got you uh, ladies interested in um, this topic? Because as I said, many people just... 
they find it gruesome. They they, they find it something they don't want to talk about, something they want to think about. So uh, Linda Carey, how did how did you get interested in doing this? That is, a, I have to tell you, I used to be terrified of death. I mm-hmm. was revolted by death. It was the most scary thing for me, and I'm just surprised that my curiosity and interest has really overtaken the fear. And I've found that it is one of the most creative times in anybody's life. What a great way to look in at it. In what way? In what way? It, the process of dying brings up questions and it brings up opportunities for growth and integration and a tremendous amount of gratitude. Death might take away everything, but it re- leaves you with what really matters. You know, one it of opens the, your heart. Yeah, one of the great fears I think most people have of dying is not dying in and of itself, but uh, the pain associated with it or being hooked up to all sorts of machinery and not being surrounded by loved ones. You know, uh, in 100 years ago, 75 years ago, 50 years ago, people died at home surrounded by their loved ones. Lori, what's, what do you talk about at the death cafes about that, about the choice of where to go, hospice, staying in the hospital, uh, heroic measures, things like that? Well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit um, because our death cafes are sponsored by Circle of Friends for the Dying. Circle of Friends for the Dying was started in 2012 as an answer to where will I die when it's my time. We've done surveys. You can find all this online anywhere. People want to die at home. Not everybody can. In Ulster County and Dutchess County, we do have a hospice. Hospice is a philosophy of care. They will come to your home, they will come to a nursing home, they will come to a hospital, and they will see you in a hospital. However, if you live alone, or if you live with someone who can't take care of you, an elderly father, mother, parent, whatever, um, hospice will come in and assess your situation to see if you're safe. And you are not safe if you're living alone or if you're living with someone who can't take care of you. So they will help you into a nursing home if they can find someone else to come into your home as a relative. So what we did is we created a home for people who have three months or less to live. It's going to be called Circle Home. It's not open yet. We do have the home. We purchased it. What we're doing now is finding uh, ways to renovate it so that we can open it in the future. And we're going to talk more about that in the Absolutely. second segment. But, Jonah, what do First, you have? First, let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co host is the ever lively Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guests today, Linda Carey and Lori Schwartz, talking to us about Circle of Friends for the Dying and the Death Cafe. And Sarah, who keeps us alive every week by sponsoring Radio Rotary? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Kingston, Sunrise, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. 
For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Kathy Kruger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Kruger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Looking forward to working with you. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. Hey there, Sarah O'Connell. Good morning. And Jonah, today we're talking about something that's a little serious, but it's a very important uh, topic with the lovely Lori Schwartz and the lovely Linda Carey. You don't we're say I was We're entitling the show. Wait, 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 I'm wait, 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 sifting right over wait, that one. You didn't say I was we're lovely. We're entitling the show, sniff, The sniff. Death Cat. Um, and, it, and it really is about um, conversations that surround the topic of death and dying and loss and grieving. And these ladies have, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot in the we're past. we're going to learn some more. And we're going to learn some more. I In the first segment, we talked about there there is a gather, there are gatherings. They have a website. You can go online. It brings people together that have um, suffered loss, who are entering into trying to figure out how to start conversations within their own families about the future. Because what do they say? The only guarantees in life are death and taxes. Right. Um, and I'm sure people plan their taxes taxes and their financials, but they don't necessarily plan how they're going to transition into the next phase, into their spiritual life. So let's um, say hi. Let's welcome them back. To Lori Schwartz. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. And uh, Linda Cray. Linda? Good morning. Good morning. So for those who may have tuned in late, tell us well, again, what is the Circle of Friends for the Dying and what is the Death Cafe? Circle of Friends for the Dying is an organization that was started in 2012 so that those people who would like to die at home can, even if they don't have anyone to take care of them. The way it works in Ulster and Dutchess County is you must have somebody be with you at home because you're not safe if you're at your uh, end of life. So hospice would uh, help you into our home, which then becomes your home, and then you have full hospice care. Otherwise, in your own home with no one to take care of you, it doesn't quite work. So we started... And, and it might be preferable to having 
well-meaning doctors trying to you know keep you alive another day using all sorts of pipes and needles and all that stuff to be at home with uh, what they call palliative care which is you know pain management things Right. Linda, you want to speak with that? About I'd that? like to speak a little bit about there is a difference between palliative care and hospice care. Palliative care is where there's a management of symptoms mm-hmm. and maintaining the best quality of life according to the person's values. And also palliative care is particularly trained in having the difficult conversations when someone's health turns for a downturn so that everybody's online to try and help support, as opposed to hospice, which is a service that helps people when they have generally six months of life or less. Well, thank you for that distinction, because, uh, you know, I, I wasn't aware of that. So the Death Cafe, you, you meet uh, how often? We meet once a month in either Ulster or Dutchess counties. And you can find out um, the locations by going, because you, you travel around. Yes, we yes. do. Yes, okay. So where would we go online, perhaps, or call to find out where you will be? We have two Facebook pages. Uh, one is CFD Death Cafe. The other is CFD, which is Circle of Friends for the Dying. And we have a website, which is cfd.org because we are a nonprofit organization. So folks, yeah. you know, get a pencil and paper because we'll have our guests, Lori Schwartz and Linda Carey, uh, repeat those that information. So you, can, you too can come and join the Death Cafe and, and have these important conversations because this is something we're all going to face one day and it's better to face it head on than just to think it's never going to happen. So, Lori, you have a fascinating statistic. How many people die today in, a, in America in a hospital, nursing home, yeah. or long-term care facility as opposed to the old days when... You know, you're in your own bed surrounded by your loved ones. Well, these statistics come from 2005, and um, I, I would assume that they're basically the same, but nearly 70% of Americans die in a hospital, nursing home, or long-term care facility. That's 70. E- mm-hmm. Even though they would rather die at home. Sure. So when we started Circle of Friends and we bought this house in Kingston, we bought it to give people that home that they wish they could die in. Okay. So the the home in Kingston uh, it needs some renovation, does it not? It does. It's uh, the way it works in New York State is we can only have two people at a time in the home. If it's more than two people, it has to be certified as a hospice, and hospices ah. lose between four hundred and seven hundred thousand dollars a year in their facilities. We don't call what we have a facility; we call it a residence. Right. Right. So where do we get in touch with you if somebody wanted to find out where your next meetings are, help volunteer, especially with the renovation of this uh, house or this home, or um, just find out um, where more about your organization in general, which is a 501c3, by the way, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Linda, how do we how do we do that? Where do we go? There are a number of ways. Very easily, you can go online to cfdhv.org. You can even email us as info at cfdhv.org. Also on Facebook, you can go to CFD Death Cafe or Circle of Friends for the Dying. And folks, oh, don't get a pencil and paper. We will have our great guests. Uh, Lori Schwartz and Linda Correa repeat that before the end of the show. So, um, 
you have your death cafe discussions and you do bring in people uh, to talk about uh, advanced planning and, and uh, not only the legalistics of uh, do not resuscitate orders and, and uh, wills and things like that. But um, what about the religious aspects of this? Do, do we have clergy coming in to, to talk about uh, the hereafter or is it... Uh, that's something that's left to the churches and synagogues. No, absolutely not. I'm actually an interfaith spiritual care provider. And spirituality is something that's innate in each and every person. It's different than religion. For some people, their spirituality is directly related to the relationship with their synagogue, their mosque, their church. But for many people, that also connects them with their love of nature, music, art. There are a number of ways that spirituality is about how you connect with yourself, others, and the world around you. And that is what comes up at end of life. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask a question because we were chatting about this off mic. In trying to broach the subject with your loved ones, sometimes these are difficult conversations to jumpstart. Talk, talk to us a little bit, Linda, about the time of the what if conversation comes up. What if you have another heart attack? Um, Lori shared with us in the first segment that several years ago she had an unexpected heart attack. Mm-hmm. So w- things like that. How, how, how would one go about that? I would say it's interesting. The conversation does begin with you in your own thinking about what would happen to you if you had a terminal illness and mm-hmm. what would be acceptable. 50% of Americans rely on family and friends for end of life, but most never express those wishes or preference. Some want medical uh, uh, technology, everything that medical technology has to offer. Others opt for gentle, pain-free death if acceptable quality of life for them is diminished. Okay. But what would you want? There's no right or wrong answer. Right now in the holiday season especially, it's a perfect time for having those what-if conversations. Mm-hmm. Milestone mm-hmm. events, family holidays, anniversaries, weddings, birthdays, retirements, graduations, and especially travel. So keep it light but heartfelt. Letting the loved ones know your wishes could start a frank conversation among many generations. Our experiences with death, our beliefs, our end-of-life concerns. Make it so that it's natural and normal. Normal because okay. it is. All right. And Lori Schwartz, in the minute we have left, invite people to Thank attend you. your death cafe. Give us the contact information. Let them know why this is an important conversation to have. Well, as we've been discussing today, we never know when we're going to die. We never know when our spouse, our family, our children are going to die. So the conversation is something that needs to be happening right now. If you haven't had it before, have it now. Also have it with your doctor. Make sure that your doctor knows about it. Send your papers to your lawyer. Find an accountant. Find these people now while you're healthy. You don't want to do that in a time of crisis. And have the papers updated regularly. If you've got a will from when your kids were three and four years old and now they're they're out right, of the house. Correct. Get it updated, right? Right. Correct. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify one thing. We are the first home for the dying in the Mid-Hudson Valley, but there are 24 
others of these further upstate New York. And we are part of a grassroots effort. We uh, talk with them. They help us out with different papers and bylaws and ways of doing things. And we hope to be a pilot in this community in the Mid-Hudson Valley. Sounds like you're off to a great start. Well, Linda Carre and Lori Schwartz, thank you so much for everything you're doing to start this important conversation. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Tree Boasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.